themselves about what we're doing. And there is this aspect of it, especially when you like evoke capitalism of like a hegemonic ideology that is being imposed through mm. culture and society mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. You're saying work it. is virtuous. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so we need people to buy into work so that they'll continue. Oh, this is so good. Allowing themselves to exist within situations <sighs> and systems that don't benefit them. You're working, right? How, how much, how, how are you doing? How are you working, working hard. Oh yeah. I'm working, working really hard. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. Now make sure you're working hard. I will also <laughs> in the interest of just like that Scott guy, he, he's a hard worker. <laughs> oh really? That's really cool. <laughs> Glad cool. to know. He's a hard worker. Rate four stars for that guy. A hard worker, not like a not a super hard worker, just a hard worker, but a hard worker. Four stars yeah. for yeah. this man. <laughs> Come back next month for your next review. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I'm Daniel. And this is an Enneagram episode. And I'm here and Mace isn't. And uh, what's that all about? Uh, So (laughs) if you're new to the podcast and if you just clicked on this because it showed up in your feed somewhere because you're searching for the Enneagram, we've been talking about the Enneagram on this podcast for a good four years now. Mm -hmm. And when we started... I was a guest. You were a guest. Daniel was a guest. And we were babies in terms of the Enneagram. And we read some books and we thought we knew. We, we really thought we knew. <laughs> and we thought we've known in multiple iterations. At least I have. Yeah. Yes, yes. For many times. <laughs> Every time we keep thinking we know and then we learn something new, which is... So the, the point of this podcast is that we're less certain, more curious. And so mm-hmm. curiosity about the Enneagram has led to many sort of egoic deaths about our knowledge. And we, we read the big books. We got the wisdom of the Enneagram. Then we got the Beatrice book. And we, if you're listening, you know a little and, bit and about and the Enneagram. And, and, dear listener, in case you're wondering, we are purporting to say we have transcended our egos. We're talking <laughs> at you from, calling at you from a, an ivory tower of awareness. High above the clouds. High above you. <laughs> you think you know something, but you don't. We're here to tell you. No, we're here to sit with you. No, of course. We're here to sit with you and ponder and scratch our (laughs) beards and our faces and our chins, uh, wondering. It's a a pondering face, like that thinky face emoji. What is the Enneagram? Yeah. And if you don't have a beard or a face that can grow a beard, you can scratch any behaired part of your body you want. It doesn't have to be your chin. Scratch part of your body with a little scruff or hair. (laughs) Your elbow, the top of your head. Just scratch something. Just scratch something. And I guess another explanation too is uh, Daniel has been spending a little bit more time deep diving the Enneagram as of late. Not as but, of late, as of like okay. a chapter ago. A chapter ago. My most recent and chapter. And now this is sort of the regurgitation of uh, the stuff that you were It's nice to in. reapproach this without being so, like I was using a word manic of the last mm-hmm. retreat, which y'all were saying like, Sounded great, which that's that's nice to hear. Um, but it is when I listen back, I, I can hear like a manicness in the mm. way I participate in these conversations. To so the last one? Yeah, even wow, the last ones. Oh, okay. Um, I think it is this thing of like really trying to understand something and wanting to be able to explain it to yeah. people and 
like I've been realizing at least seeing a new aspect of how my image center, the heart center is playing out as a three wing two fix and just like really desperate attempts to be seen as competent and knowledgeable and put together and stuff. And so when you come with like, this is a thing that I've really made my thing. And now I'm being brought into this <clears> podcast <throat> as a supposedly an expert or even using that word playfully be like, okay, Daniel's the expert. Like I naturally as a social type with three wing two, I'm just like, okay, I have to be the expert. And that mm-hmm. creates kind of a manic energy as I'm trying to talk about this stuff. It's not like a relaxed flow state. Um, mm. and, and you don't feel a relaxed flow state. Well, no, here's the thing is how do you feel right now? I feel pretty <laughs> relaxed and flow state. Okay. okay I'm, I'm going to go back on that and say last retreat. I did actually feel fairly in a flow state talking with Mace, okay. but listening back, I was still able to hear the franticness and it put me on edge trying to listen to it. Mm. It was like, I, I don't feel in a flow state listening back to this. So to get in that flow state. I mean, it could just be the idea of like not <clears throat> having recorded that much. That, 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 no, there's probably aspects of yeah. just like, I'm not really used to recording a podcast episode a whole yeah. ton, but there's also like, Okay, so then I said, like, Enneagram was, like, the past chapter. My most recent chapter has been starting grad school up in Vancouver, B.C., uh, studying ancient culture and religion and ethnicity and even interrogating what we mean by those terms and all this stuff. Mm. And I've really been incredibly... High above the clouds. What? High above the clouds of everybody else. I'm kidding. (laughs) That's what I was about to say. (laughs) Yes, yeah. I'm in my ivory Western civilization tower... In mm-hmm. the classics, I'm I'm kidding. We're kind of it's that's something problematic. That's about the classics, but mm-hmm. um, no, it's been very humiliating to mm. recognize because, like, in my own isolated post undergrad life, I was kind of of the people, all my friends of y- y'all, um, of like rebel students and whatnot. I kind of know the most about the ancient world, the ancient Mediterranean world, than anyone else. True, and so that. Which is just a, it's like a, a fax. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a position of security yeah. and of social and like the, the, the meaning I, I can make of myself is of someone who's an expert in a sense, relatively, but now being in like a world-class department of studying this stuff, I'm around people that really show me how very, very, very little I understand and truly know. And so like, Woo! that's also a, something I was experiencing as we would record these podcasts is I would start talking about something and try to make sense of it and then be like, I think I'm talking out of my ass here. Like, I think the things I'm saying, I'm just trying to make sense of this. And this is something that's interesting. Like y'all's vibe with no small thing is even just less preoccupied with being right or being saying something that's correct. Like that's something that Mm-hmm. I really fixate on it. Sometimes, like. sometimes not so much. Yeah, sometimes. maybe, okay, maybe that can it fluctuate. be contested. It fluctuates. <laughs> maybe depending on who's in the room, who's behind the mic. <laughs> um, no, but but there is, I think the two six-wing seven fixes are a little bit more playful than a six-wing five fix, mm. which is like kind of a bit more mechanical in a way mm. around like drilling into like, okay, well, that thing wasn't exactly correct. Let's move that factoid seven degrees this direction and fit into place a little bit. And it can get kind of, as I've said before, like six wing five can have a slightly more mechanical Mm. bent to it. Um, And mechanical conversations aren't always flowy. You know, Mm. it's a different kind of a thing. It's not a bad thing or a worse thing. It's a different thing. I think you may have a uh, deeper sense or higher alert system for what a flowy conversation might Probably. sound like because yeah. hmm. you are a person in my life who is 
one of the best at a flowy conversation. Hmm. So if okay. you're if you're picking up a not flowy state, I imagine most people wouldn't pick that up, but hmm. you probably have high expectations or high standards on what a flow state sounds like. But you're one of the, I would say a top 3 person in my life hmm. that can get me into a flow state. I, I, I okay, yeah, that's that's interesting feedback to get or like perspective to get. I'm wondering if part of it is like the vibe of that the way we've structured the space this is where talking about the Enneagram and kind of like I do identify with like a teacher vibe. And so it's like mm-hmm. if I'm overplaying, like when, when we're having our flow conversations, mm-hmm. I'm not off mic. Yeah. Off mic. Life. I think, I think the mic does have does an aspect of it. Like who's the audience? Who's the, who am I trying to, and it's, it is this thing of like what I'm saying here will be mem- like in one way or another memorialized in data forever. Right. So it is this kind of like finite, <clears throat> eternal portrait of myself. Mm. And so especially like social is very interested in like controlling how I'm being perceived by other mm. people, a, a three fix as well. Um, mm. And so it, that can get, you know, again, manic. Um, yeah. Okay. So a, a catch up, a catch up to just to sum up what's happening. here. Mm. Daniel keeps saying retreat. Uh, everybody about a month or so ago, we uh, had a retreat mm-hmm. at Daniel's house mm. and we recorded four episodes and that's if you've been listening that's what you've been hearing and we did that that over the course of a day and a now, bit more context that's i used to live in seattle with scott and yeah. mason all these folks and about a year ago moved up to bellingham which is about 100 miles away and so it's like kind of close but also it's far and it's been a big change and so these times we have together really are very special and sweet and um, precious. Yeah. Daniel literally li- used to live across the street from Mace essentially. Mm-hmm. And it would be very easy to just casually go, come over and record an episode tonight. Right. And now it's like, so now there's this travel thing. So now Daniel's in Seattle, here comes another retreat. And now you're about to get another run of Enneagram episodes in theory. Mm-hmm. If we, we'll if see how many, we'll see how many we do. We don't get into a huge fight tonight. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing I'd say, this also just feels like a sort of purge slash confessional slash reset. It's like, I feel like since you've been on board, like we called our first episode, Enneagram, the return. Yeah. And like way back in the day. Yeah. Well, like back in like April or, or well, we had Enneagram reset. And then with Mesa was Enneagram return. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. But we've had a couple of these like reincarnations. Starting over. Starting over. And this is like another one almost. It's because like you, you felt, you felt what you gave in the last, batch Hmm. and now it's sort of like another medium mild reset and not in terms of your content but in terms of your vibe maybe i think it is i think it's like pandemic has done weird things to all of us in various Mm -hmm. ways Mm -hmm. but especially Mm -hmm. in terms of like self-perception how we relate to other people i think all of us have tons of unconscious ways that we're like bumbling and feel or maybe not feel but are maladaptive in the ways that we relate to one another and are, and are perceived by other people. And for some reason, this is something that my attention hyper fixates on. And so when I have the opportunity to see myself mirrored, like to listen to my own image, quote unquote, back to myself, it creates a lot of dissonance because I pay a lot of attention to it. Mm. Um, And so there is both the aspect of trying to hold that stuff more loosely of just letting the way I'm perceived by other people be whatever, whatever it is and not trying to over manicure it. Uh, but at the same time also being like, well, how do I want to perceive and how can I, you know, maybe gently, um, attune to that, you know? Yeah. But like in a low stakes way, you know? 
<sighs> having having a three which wants to improve, wing yeah. one which wants to align, and wing five which wants to drill in, it's very easy for that to become the mechanical <laughs> task or the work maybe. Maybe this is our the segue work. in. Yeah, like, yeah. That's my work. All of a sudden, <clears throat> everything I do has to be analyzed so that I can become... <laughs> More, quote, big quotes, more free, more <laughs> spiritual, more aware, self-aware. Mm, like all mm. of these things that are kind of get attached to the idea of being in an Enneagram person or being an Enneagram educator or just being someone that's in the... There is this kind of like uh, rationale or uh, implication of doing self-improvement or work or growth of some sort. And those are all good things. But when it becomes treated as like a task to be accomplished or a mechanism that just needs to be improved, that's a pretty confining way to live. It's not the actual thing. That is a good segue. And I just also feel like it's very juicy to just dive into a quick two-minute detour of, so Daniel and I might both be triple attached, Mm -hmm. nine, three, six. I don't know exactly my order, nine, six, three, nine, three, six. But then I guess some of the differences, we we would be nine wing ones Mm -hmm. for, for our wings. Triple attached, nine, three, six. Uh, uh, we might have the same wings with the three, which would be three wing two. I don't Different. think either of us feel like three wing fours. Right. So I, I'm seeing both <clears throat> three wing two. I, I do have a lot of, I do have a lot of pride in being the type of helper that's being perceived as a good helper. Not, not necessarily the most robust quality, true helper. I do want my help sure. to be seen and noticed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. And sort of impressive. Yeah, a little, yeah. I kind of want to wow you with my help, and yeah. maybe then you won't look at it too closely. Yeah. If I could just leave you, like, kind of dazed and walking away with, like, oh, I was really seen and helped by that interaction. Yeah, dazed by the help. Yeah, yeah. Don't think about what I did too much, because it was more performative than actual yeah. help. But, like, you, you felt something, didn't you? Uh, and then also uh, a six, but you would have a five wing and out of a seven wing, which is also the irony if you've been following along with our podcast from the beginning. Mm, it's like yeah, me thinking is, I was a five. Yeah. But um, also a difference between, so there would be a difference between maybe the order of our tri-types. There would be a difference maybe in me maybe, having a seven maybe, I think we're both... Nine, three, six? I think we're both nine, three, six. Let's yeah. like hold that lightly. But it's some, mm-hmm. it was a big realization for me, at least seeing what my three wing was doing and trying to perform in grad school and be smart or be seen as smart and all of this stuff. I was like, okay, whether for me, it's helpful to think of it as that's my secondary fix. Maybe I'm off, but, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, at the very least we've also, and me kind of bring the stuff up to you. We've had some great conversations of you seeing aspects of your own image secondness. Yeah. And that's something that I, I do at, at the moment I see us both having nine, three, six. All right. There you go. I mean, I I do think there was a preoccupation growing up with being cool and Mm -hmm. I could talk about that for a long time because I think being cool is is very an interesting proposition. Oh gosh, should, what does it mean to Maybe cool? that's a later conversation. <clears throat> yeah. What is cool? Um, oh, I have so many thoughts. But uh, <laughs> uh, So then another difference might be six-wing seven, six-wing five for the two of us. And then a big glaring one would be potentially me being a nine-wing one self-prez social and you being nine-wing one social self-prez. Yeah. Okay. So all that to say... And also just <clears throat> to be like slightly pedantic, but I would say based on the way we've been talking about type structure... You know, we've got um, as the essence passion coin at mm-hmm. the very bottom. Then we've got the instincts and then we've got type on top. So it, I would, it doesn't really matter, but I would argue that, that none of this matters. Over no, none of this matters, <laughs> but talking, think starting to train yourself to think about it as terms of a social self-pres versus self-pres social type. 
that are both nine wing ones, like putting instinct first changes the way you kind of conceptualize it. And that's yeah, it's a, a way big that I deal is more helpful. And a big difference that you would be social first. And that itself, yeah, is a big yeah. difference. Yeah, I think I think in terms of the way we're being perceived on the podcast, it's weird. It's like if Mace is social first too, um I always have thought the the appeal of the podcast was getting comfortable lighting candles and having a comfortable conversation. Like I, and then what's captured is the comfort. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like what you're hearing is the vibe. See, like that's just interesting to look at that. Yeah. That's what you assume people are taking from this. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then I would think if somebody's trying to drill down on the content and be like, Oh, they said something wrong. I think that's so silly. I mean, people had done one time this girl on YouTube years and years ago, I, I've posted very few of our episodes on YouTube. She, she got in there and said, no way you could be a five, not enough content. And I was like, well, I'm a five at the time. I thought I was a five. So yeah. I was like, who are you to say? But at the same time, I wasn't like this person's opinion is not getting into my system. Like, I think that's one of the things everybody, this episode is going to be uh, about doing the work of the Enneagram right now. We're fiddling around. You're getting with some the long <laughs> meandering, no small thing yeah, intro where, I mean, nice. if you have it, if you're one of the newer <laughs> folks nice. that's come in from uh, like, you found lost. us on Insta or something. <laughs> it is this thing of like throughout the podcast, some of your earliest uh, reviews were like land the fucking plane. Well, we're not going to land the plane. And it's like, it's truly like we're just talking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I am aware that a, 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 a particular topic will emerge, but there's already so many. This so is like slow TV. This is like your yoga practice. Just let <laughs> yeah. it, let it get yeah, there right. when it yeah. gets there. Yeah. Uh, just, or I guess you could put us on double time or fast forward to, Later in the episode, yeah, you can really just fucking yeet yourself forward into the <laughs> future yourself. if this yeah. is boring to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so yeah, um, I listened to the final episode of Radio Lab where Robert Krolich was talking to Jad Abumrad, and they have such a deep, deep, deep place of nostalgia in my heart. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they're just some of the best. If somebody say, who are the best podcast co-hosts of all time? They've got to be in the conversation as the, some of the top. And Robert Krolich, who probably is a seven and just so sentimental and sweet, mm-hmm. was just saying, you know, at the end of the day, we had all these interesting topics and we really deep dived a lot of really interesting things. And he said, but I think at the end of the day, people listen just for our dynamic. Like, mm-hmm. it, And they said, he said, the energy that we create in our conversations would feel like warming your hands next to a fire. Hmm. And it's like, sometimes I wonder if, well, I guess this is how it goes for me, I guess. Uh, I do listen to content, but I, I do know. And I think I'm listening to vibes more. Hmm. Like if, if somebody is generating two good vibes between the two of them in conversation, I'll probably gloss over like 40, 40% of the content. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if I agree with what they just said. I have no idea, but I'm just enjoying that. Hmm. And I'm not even pausing on that. Like, yeah, can you believe they just said, oh, that's wrong. Um, and, and yeah, I think so that might be self-pressed. So, so what I like and what I imagine people are hearing is the vibe. I imagine hmm. they know that I'm sitting with a glass of whiskey with, with candles lit, chilling out, having an interesting conversation. We just captured that. The other stuff is just poop. Who cares? Who cares? That's how I think about it. That's a wonderful invitation to folks to and like wonder like does that resonate with Mm -hmm. the listener? Like is that what is that a nice thing for you to take from this? Like this is interesting. I'm in this Facebook group with a lot of people that are really like serious about the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. which is great for learning and also is kind of its own meme of itself. Yeah. But there is this thing of like 
talking about how fours actually are. And I think people, especially attachment types, kind of get some quasi-four judginess of ba- of what can be perceived as basic. Like it absorbs into them as part of trying to understand how four works. Oh, right. And, and so there is this thing of like, that's such a basic vibe. Like you just want to like impart something like sweet or wholesome or something to people. Like, right. I'm, I don't care about that. I, I really care about if this is like accurate information. And are, are you talking about a six or just basic everyday attachment types? Who's uh, responding? Then? I, I think uh, any, any sort, I don't think that's typologically limited. Okay. I think any sort of person can kind of have that experience of, yeah, maybe, maybe archetypically it's six ish of like setting yourself against something. And, yeah. and, but I mean, that's also just a basic splitting thing. Okay. Um, but all that to say, yeah, I mean, it could be self-present. I don't know if I want to say that like, Wanting to have a cozy vibe necessarily is just, I mean, cozy is self-pres, but trying to impart a vibe in and of itself, I don't know if that is a sexual type could want mm. to impart a vibe as well. A social type. It's all about, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think different types can get to that same place f- through different uh, instinctual priorities. But another thing to think about that in terms of you not being super interested in the content itself is you being head last. It is right. this thing of Head like not, not not being, you know, like a, a, a type six. Yeah. Here's something that doesn't make sense. And is instantly like, wait, there's no glossing over this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're trying to understand, like we're moving through the world by understanding it. This doesn't make sense. We can't just gloss it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ah! um, and and this, this has been kind of a, a rude wake-up call for me is I, I was identifying as someone who was – Head second, six wing five, which we project intelligence on yeah, yeah. on five. So it's like I'm really smart. I'm it, which lets my ego tell me the story that I'm kind of not infallible, but that I'm infallible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then it's been interesting <laughs> to see as I try to engage with the school stuff, and I have to read like sixty page articles, eighty five page articles, three hundred page readings that are being assigned to me for class, and being like. Okay, for one, I can't do all of this. But two, of mm-hmm. what I can do, I actually have a really difficult time understanding what's happening here. And like, I feel like my mind is like far away from me as mm-hmm. I'm trying to engage mm-hmm. with this stuff. Um, and I think for me a lot, this is why I think it was so stressful for me to be recording in the past is I was trying to create, like project an image of me being someone who understood things. And of course I understand lots of shit, but there's mm-hmm. also an aspect of it that it's it does become more, when three is secondary, in the in the three six nine mm-hmm. in any of mm-hmm. that combination when it's nine and then three and then six rather than nine and then six and three or even six first, uh, it's more about creating an image of of engaging with the material rather than an actual instant mental an image of engaging with the material. Like six isn't needing to pretend that they're engaging with something. They're, they're just engaged. but like between you and me, it is more <laughs> like a vibe. What is a vibe? It's more kind of like an emotional experience. Yeah. Which is what that heart center is about. It's more about imparting like sharing for you an emotional landscape that you can tap into. And yeah, maybe you'll learn some stuff, but it's it feels like what you're attempting to offer is less the content and more the well, yeah, and I think too. I mean, uh, we're gonna get to the work of the enneagram in a second, and we're doing the work of the enneagram right now. Uh, <laughs> we uh, are. We we've we, yeah. So <laughs> we've established that this is what the work is. We've esta- We've we're assuming we're giving that the we're work exists. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, like, I think, does the work exist? I think I think that's what for me personally. 
and this isn't in any way the right way. It's just like, uh, for me personally, it gives, yeah, this could sound strange and wrong in a way, but like it gives, it gives, a, so it gives one a lot of grace. If you come back to me and say, you got that wrong. And I'm like, well, I wasn't even really trying to get it right. So I, I'm not, my feelings aren't hurt. I, I was just vibing out. You know, Daniel said, I think I'm a six wing five. I go, all right, maybe. I, I mean, I, I, I'll take your word for it, I guess. Like, and then you say, you missed it when Daniel said they were six wing five and then hinted at the enthusiasm they get when they go wake surfing. That shows that they're a seven. And I'm like, all right. I, maybe I was wrong, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I'm not like, oh, no, I got the content wrong. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I, I was just listening to what Daniel wanted to say. <laughs> Which I think that's another one of the differences is like part of what my personality does with that oh no, I did it wrong, is like, that now reflects the person I'm being seen as. Right, Especially right. because I've identified so strongly with being someone who knows things mm-hmm. that, like, that's a big alarm bell. Where for you, both being, like, head last and also being social second, it's like, it is kind of the immediate self-pressed body experience. So you don't have to get caught up in something wrong that was said then because that's, like, not immediately affecting your body right now. <laughs> it just made me think of this song. It was the, there's a, there's a rap, a British rapper, a British white rapper that is so underrated in so many ways, but <clears throat> critics have always loved him. His name is, is The Streets. The Streets. I forget. Hey, you've, you've showed me played, some of their music. Yeah. yeah. And I forget the actual rapper's name, but, like, the finale of this album, I forget what it's called, but um, the chorus said something like... Um, I'll, I'll, I will feel no, I will fear no fear because I'm not really here. I'm nowhere near here. <laughs> and and the, he starts off by saying, all these walls will never really hear, nor the windows, nor the chair. <laughs> and it's like, I, I've always vibed with that. The whole video yeah. is him montages around the world, walking away from the camera back to the camera and him walking away. Mm. He's on a beach, he's in a city and Mm. his back is to you and he's walking away. And there's something about this like disappearing Mm. act. Yeah. And it's like, I am here. I feel like when I'm in a room, people sense my presence, but to a certain extent, I'm not really here, which is why somebody go, you blew it. And I'm like, Says you. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Who do you think you is? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Everybody, maybe we'll give ourselves 35 minutes. We're going to keep this to an hour. The, the prompt. The prompt is the work of the Enneagram. This is something that bubbled to the surface of our minds. It's something that is in the conversation, whether you're part of communities on Facebook or Instagram or reading books. Personality cafe. Yes. This, this personality cafe. Oh my gosh. (laughs) These phrases will come up the work of the Enneagram and it's such hard work or it's fun work or, but it is work. It's solemn. It's serious. Solemn. Yeah. And, and, and I do say like, Oh, I, there is, well, there will be a day in a play state where we can do episodes of this podcast where we pretend to be Nashville podcasters, which I really want to do which is a really hyped up, positive, professional sounding What is podcast. it? You call, you call it like the Nashville podcaster <laughs> yeah, vibe? That's it. That's it. That's yeah. exactly right. It's like, hey, everybody, welcome to No Small Thing. We're really excited that you're here tonight. We've got a great set of ideas that we're going to present to you tonight. Thanks for joining us. Here are our sponsors. <laughs> 
I've got Daniel Kai's with me today. Daniel, you do incredible work with the Enneagram. Ah, oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> That's exactly a lot of mans. Yeah. But then there's sort of like the Enneagram conference vibe, which is mm-hmm. like, we're here with Daniel Kai's. Um, you're here to talk about the work of the Enneagram. And in Daniel's work, he has discovered that sometimes work isn't all that important. And to actually do the work, one needs to stop doing the work. Daniel, uh, how would you describe your work? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to like like enter <laughs> into it. that act. It's like, I'm like, what the heck? So, so yeah, the work no, is no, laborious. It, but the no, work is boring. Something you're getting in, in with that last one is this like rebranding of like same old stuffy thing as new is like like creating those little like verbal paradoxes of like yeah. maybe to do the work is to not do the work at all. Right, and right, it right, is right. that thing of like, oh, huh? <laughs> yeah, which is like. In one aspect, paradoxes can be very helpful for yeah. helping us engage with this sort of stuff, and they can just be so like ego sucking its own dick of like yeah, I can totally. say something that I understand that's going to kind of confuse people. Yeah, <laughs> they're so smart. Yeah, honestly, if you were giving like hacks to sound smart, speak in paradoxes. Oh yeah, and you're going to sound smart. Everybody's going to be like, "Wow, huh? <laughs> I don't know what he said, but um, it sounded really smart." <laughs> Or you get the sixes that are like, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah right. But is that <laughs> the Don't three, listen to any of that. Is that the three fake dazzle thing? <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I mean, I'm, you know, it's anything can be anything, but it is, I think three dazzle really takes advantage of that, we could say. No, I mean, I was thinking oh. that, that church we all used to work at where it's like every couple months there's a new, like, a new rebranding, a new slogan, yeah. a new, like, uh, um, marketing, yeah. like, thrust, or I yeah. don't know what the lingo they have for it is. But it is that kind of three thing of like, you know, three is trying to, is figured out an act that works for a certain audience mm-hmm. and is just honing that act. Yeah, maybe it was a three church. It was a three community. I think it was. It was but they can, do, it. they can do that thing of getting really stale yeah. in the end because they just keep on, it's, I mean, not to come at your boy or your former boy, but your like boy? Donald Miller on Instagram yeah. is kind of just like. <laughs> no, no, come at Donald Miller. And I, when you said come at my boy, I thought you were going to say Kanye, which is also worthy of coming I at. mean, yeah, like yeah. A, a similar, just like replaying what quote unquote works, which like, even mm-hmm. though the media is blowing up on Kanye right now, right? it's like working in the sense that it's accomplishing what his personality is after, which is attention okay. and negative attention. Well, that's exactly for the time being Kanye's thing has gone stale. Exactly. And, and people do say he's a three and he has this provocation thing that he does that to him generates more revenue and income and opportunities, but mm-hmm. this one isn't right. So which shucks. just to kind of fill it out, Kanye, not me. Kanye's got chucks for me too. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to see someone that you've yeah. cared about for a while, yeah, or been affected by their work and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, is my Michael Gunger? You yeah, know? you're Michael Gunger. Um, yeah, I, I now now when you say your boy, it's like my current boy is Adam Phillips. We'll yeah. talk about that someday. But <laughs> oh man, like, that'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, Don Miller. God. But anyway, yeah, the work mm-hmm. is this thing that like people get into. And I mean, like what, why did, cause you honestly, we say our minds, but like it really bubbled out of your mind. Like what was coming? What, what do you, what do you mean by the work? Mm. What is your impression of what people mean by the work? Like what's, what's out there in the airwaves about like the work of the, the work to your impression? Uh, well, I mean, I go back to the roots of my initial learning, which came from the wisdom of the Enneagram and mm-hmm. they just had so many little sections where they were like, hmm. I don't know if anything was ever titled the work, but it was like the, the lines to growth or something like that. And, and basically I thought it was, I was perceiving it to be sort of tips for improving and Mm -hmm. little literal charts that would show what it would look like if you were growing. Yeah. And then 
uh, the most recent is I'm thinking of John Lukovich and Big Hormone and mm-hmm. them talking about like it would be like writing with your uh, non-dominant hand, essentially. I don't know if they've literally said that, but they've talked about like dancing backwards or doing things that would show you that if you were doing growth work, it would mm-hmm. feel very unnatural. It sounds like you're kind of talking about the Gurdjieffian work, like yeah. fourth way work. Yes. Which is that thing of like um, people talk about Gurdjieffian quote unquote dances, which is not initially dances. It's not like really dances, but they are these uh, synchronized motions to my understanding mm-hmm. um, uh, that require a great, great, great deal of very refined attention. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of training you to be attentive to your, it's kind of similar to what yoga or meditation are doing in other ways. It's yeah. a meditative practice, I would argue. Um, but it is, it kind of has this solemn thing and they call it fourth way work. Okay, and I think, and I think for Wonderful. people that are trying to not be seen as basic or trying to gain, gain some credibility with how they're talking about the Enneagram, they will kind of refer back to Gurdjieffian fourth mm. way work because it does kind of have this implication of this is, this has the kind OG. Of, it's OG. Yeah. It has esoteric knowledge. You don't quite understand it all the way, so might as well base your like right. If this is what you're referencing is the thing that that makes you credible, yeah, it's a very unassailable like securing object. <laughs> um, okay, so now I'll pile a few things on top of the idea of work. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're in theory we're going to title this Enneagram doing the work question mark. <laughs> and so two thoughts is. Yes, I th- I think there was some sort of stoic gritting your teeth work implied in terms of getting out of your number, getting out of maybe what might be called the more problematic toxic elements, heavy quotes of your type or things that might yeah. be getting in your own way, who knows. Right. And or maybe in the in in the light of the conversations we've been having, um your personality might be getting in the way of what your essence is trying to perform or, or create. Or, uh, experience like, uh, connecting back into essence is a more free way to live. Maybe we could say, um, and it takes work to undo the instinctual automatic personality patterns that is kind of a facsimile (sighs) of essence. (gasps) Oh, 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 okay. If that makes sense. Okay. First of all, I understand what you're saying. Also, the way you put that sentence together is more vibes for me. So I'm also just relishing in the vibes of what you just said. Grammatical uh, vibes. Yes, grammatical <laughs> vibes. There's an aesthetics to our conversations, everybody. But um, have we watched, we've watched Midnight Gospel together, right? Not together. Okay. But I've watched extensive Midnight. It's okay. a very fun show for me. Mason and I talk a lot about that episode with the, the tower, the, the, the jail, the prison. The soul prison. Mm, the soul prison and, and people are being and and, and they're and like reborn. stop working essentially. The <clears throat> the soul bird is like stop working, you're grinding in Warcraft. You've created this <laughs> character and then wake once someday you wake up and you go, Wait, guys, this character isn't even real. Like mm-hmm. let go, let go. Like stop stop doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um and then so that's one thing to pile on the conversation. And then the the what other element where I would say is you know, this might become some sort of strange hybrid of a psychoanalysis podcast. Cause it's like such, such a, we're, we're fans of psychoanalysis fist pump for that fist pump for psychoanalysis. And I think one of the things I'm wondering these days, and I think this goes with the concept of essence, hmm. you know, is well, could our type 
or whatever it is, or our instincts or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, trick us into thinking we're working. Mm. Um, mm. I'm doing the work. And, you know, and it's like, <laughs> like are you though? <laughs> like both generically work and also specifically the Enneagram work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you could say, this is, this is how I think it happens. And, and I'm saying it happens to myself too, everybody. I'm doing it now. We're all doing it. We're all, all already always doing it. But I could say, here, here's how I would say it. You perceive your work to be like a uh, ID card or like a driver's license that gets you in the club. You say, you say to people, I'm doing the work, which, which tells you and others that you're doing the work, but you may or may not be doing the work. No, no. It's because (laughs) you've said it, you now believe it. And that's now what the image that you're projecting. I'm doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, who says, how do we know? Like, (laughs) I I mean, that's a very, (laughs) what do you do when you go home? You sit and work on your Enneagram type? I mean, I don't even know <laughs> how we know you're working on it, but it seems like I'm just it, everybody can say it. Well, here's this thing, though. <laughs> it is like, I think there's a, an unexamined thing of we learn about something, and we're like, okay, I've learned about this. I'm now aware of something that I was never aware of. That's mm-hmm. a very cool, empowering, revelatory experience. But I think we extrapolate that out and be like, well, now that I understand it, or now that I've seen it, I understand it and I fully internalize it. Now I can integrate it and now I can work on it and now I can be a better person or I can be a more aware person or however yeah. we want to generally positivize that experience. Um, but more often than actually that becoming like a, a snowball of transformation in our life, it becomes a little thing that our ego can clutch onto <laughs> yeah. and be like, this is my award that I got. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I noticed something, and now and I, 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 I had this experience of seeing the potential I could have, and so now I'm awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think one of, I mean, you see what you think about this, because I think maybe one of the tests, if, if such thing exists, is, um, is now, this, now we're getting to the realm of defense mechanisms. Hmm. But if I'm sitting here talking to you and I go, I'm doing the work, and you go... The defense mechanism work? Yeah, no, I'm talking about the Enneagram okay, or anything okay, else. Okay. And, I, and I'm talking to you casually, and I go, I'm doing the work. And you go, but are you? And I go, yeah, of course I am. What do you mean? Of course I'm doing the work. All of a sudden I know, maybe an indicator you're not doing the work, yeah. whatever the work is. Like a defense and a, and a, and a need to defend... Is, well, is something, there's something mysterious going on there. What would you say to the people that are super not defensive about it and are showing you how calm they are about like, yeah. Maybe yeah, I'm like, not. I mean, well, <laughs> well, maybe I'm not doing the work, but also be like, well, actually, I think, like, uh, what, what am I getting at here? <laughs> what am, good. Let me Let me locate. I feel like less, at least in my experience, yeah. people are less likely to be, oh, well, of course I'm doing the work and more be like, you don't know how much I'm doing the work. Right. You don't. Oh, and, right. and they it, like, because, because I think a lot of us do have the sense that if we let ourselves get uh, taken into onto a reactive ride, that'll kind of show us for our shit. Although I, that happens all the time in the Facebook group and it's kind of hilarious. Right. But the more seasoned people have seen that happen a couple times. And while 
we're still not fucking doing the work. We're like, I know how to at least look like I'm doing the work. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to keep my cool. I'm going to kind of slide little cards of knowledge across the table to you. Well, actually, I know about this thing. Yeah. And I know about this thing. And maybe this is more me speaking about how I no, interact No, no I'm resonating with this tactic. But, but right there here. is like a people out here that are kind of using yeah. this tactic. And that's not to say that they don't understand a lot of shit. Maybe they do have like a slightly more accurate version or understanding of the Enneagram than a lot of quote-unquote basic bullshit that's out Mm -hmm. there at the same time it's still kind of the ego narratives of putting on a performance for yourself stroking your own dick Mm -hmm. whatever however you want to like call it out or name it genitalia genitalia uh okay yeah so i wonder i mean it reminds me of we have enneagram reposts everybody which is now no small enneagram go follow it's no small enneagram we haven't posted in two weeks it's awesome that's great (laughs) and you know, you've sort of been the one engaging with people. Mm-hmm. And so my engagement is stale. I haven't engaged on that account for a while. Stale day. But, I, but I do remember this energy that I thought was so interesting and, and also just so wonderfully entertaining. I was like, this is so... I've set up a, a beautiful entertainment palace for myself. <laughs> you know, like... I, I post something that I don't even, first of all, everybody like the content that's being posted now is Daniel curated content that really it, at least mostly aligns with what we're trying to say about the Enneagram. I was mostly shit posting to get followers <laughs> and also I love shamelessly. Yeah. Shamelessly. <laughs> shamelessly. That. And it was like, I would have had shame about yeah, that. No like, shame. Selling yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> and I could justify by just saying, what do you guys think? Here's this. What do you, yeah, think? you, what do you think? think? No, I mean, if you scroll back far enough, and we still get likes yeah. on those posts. Yeah, like, people that. are here for it. Yeah. It's popular. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the 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 buttery popcorn mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, Enneagram mm-hmm. contents. And then somebody would really get angry in the DMs and be like, this, 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 this. Anger, like it's anger. all wrong? Kind oh, of yeah. Like that or um, I don't know. Just... Yeah, I don't like what you said here. I don't like this post. Maybe like tone policing more. Yeah, and and oh, oh no, just content policing. Uh. But but the thing, the point was, is I would start by saying, "LOL, what's your type?" And they would be like, "Irrelevant. Why would, why would you care what my type is?" I'm like, "This is a goddamn enneagram account. Like, what do you? <laughs> why is that irrelevant?" And 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 you know, so oftentimes they'd be like, "I'm an eight. I'm a three. You know, I'm like, okay, well, there's a lot of assertive, aggressive, defensive. You know, but I, I just think that's interesting. And, and of course, I'm going to sort of in a sadistic way kind of turn it back on them and be like, I'm having fun with your offense here. But like, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. That's the defensiveness of like, you're here engaging on an Enneagram account and you're telling me it's inappropriate to ask what your type is and you're offended that I asked. What? <laughs> what for me, for me, the one, there's been probably been a couple. One has been, the one that, that comes to mind first is people will talk with me for a while in the DMs and be like, you disagree with Naranjo? Uh-huh. You disagree with Beatrice and Kron? The gods. The gods. How, how, <laughs> how, like, and then they go, like, narrowed eyes. Are you affiliated with Big Hormone? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, well. Fascinating. Kind of. Like, we've had, con- yeah. like, we as, I haven't, but yeah. the collective that you're, like, now kind of. Uh, communicating with has yeah. had conversations. I wouldn't say affiliation. They are kind of look at us disdainfully and we try not, to, we haven't mentioned them in a while. It's just kind of like a, a point in our history in the yeah. past. Um, definitely my theory is influenced by them, but 
No, it is this thing of like, and then that becomes like people will ghost me after that, yep. or people will try to convince me that they are a cult and that they're dangerous. Yeah, yeah. which that's huh. I, I become entertained. Which by they really that. lean into that, anyways. It's right there in their logo. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's that, and there's like there's been episodes where they started off and like to all the the uh, disgruntled Christians, we are indeed evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 if you're a disgruntled Christian, not to like push your buttons, but it is like. We what start does that this, really mean? We start the, every episode that. by uh, dancing around a maypole, and we make sacrifices. Yeah, but it's but like um, a goat <laughs> cut its throat. But that reminds me of like sort of old school Christian energy, hmm. which which always sort of confused me. Uh, you know, you're bopping along having a conversation about God and theology and Christianity, mm-hmm. and then somebody goes, "Wait, are you Arminian?" And I'm like, wait, what? Oh, like, oh. is that like the theobrosian kind of? Yeah, energy? yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm like, wait, what? And, the, and so people say that that sounds like a Calvinist thing. And I'm like, are you Calvinistic? Are you? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I never really got into like that type Typing of thing. yourself. Are you, are you are you from the school of Naranjo? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just a person learning. I've, yeah. I've read Naranjo. I've listened to Big Hormone. I'm yeah. Are you a Beatrician? I feel like we need chestnutian. Are you a chestnutian? This past past, last weekend, I was hanging out with Reuven and Pat, and we were like in the living room at the the, Bellingham house talking about like literature. And they were talking about this one person who had written short stories, and like you know, the way they are, it's just like. I think for both of them, some aspect of seven playland space, just saying yeah, absurd, totally, ridiculous totally, things. Totally. And uh, yeah, turning this like writer of like short stories into a whole, they added Ian to the end of it. And suddenly it's this whole genre of thought and conceptualization. <laughs> and they're giggling. And they're giggling. Yeah, yeah. squawk. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, that's it. That was a perfect interpretation. Um, yeah. No, but it is this thing of like, okay, so yeah, maybe maybe we are more in conversation with some people than others or mm-hmm. bouncing off certain people's ideas and saying, actually, we disagree with those. Um, turning that into like an offense or a red flag, that's something to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. If you're turning, or even like for folks who maybe are not into Arminian theology or maybe had hackles raised when we kind of poked a little bit of fun at certain like Christian perspectives, by the way, like we both come from a Christian perspective and are still involved in Christian spaces. So it's not that thing, but there is this thing of like, if you're turning something just into a red flag, like it might be a red flag. Also really look at how impulsively you want to plant red flags on things. Cause that is like, if we're talking about what the work is, Mm -hmm. The work is seeing, you know, you can't control ultimately all or any, hardly any of the things that are happening out around that. You can, you have like a very small area of reach that you can control this one small element of this situation or this thing. But ultimately, like, I think the work, what the Enneagram is meant to do, if we think it's meant to do anything, is to help us become more aware. And Mm. awareness is not meant to let us then control things and make things more how our awareness thinks it should be. It's really to start settling into being aware of our own awareness, Mm. you know? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. And as we do that, we will start to see so many of our reactions are just reactions. We're probably reacting against stuff that should be 
addressed and taken yeah, care yeah. of, but so much more of the energy is is spent on maintaining the internal reaction and vilifying that thing, and that's the bad object, and it's awful, and <laughs> I have to find my good object over here, and I have to defend my good object, or you know whatever. However, there's more complex ways of looking at that, but to become aware of that rather than to say just because you don't like the Bidrician, Bidrician. <laughs> the Lukovicians. Lukovic, well, I, yeah. I had this thought in my head of like, what's the fantasy that we're all thinking about? Like learning and studying and gaining awareness in the work. Do we all think deep down somewhere in the backgrounds of our brains that we're all going to be Thanos? Like we've all, we've all gotten all the jewels and the rings and we have this giant gauntlet. Now and we're going to snap our fingers and kill half the world. Like, the power that comes with mm. what we now have to wield, like we now know, and we are going to yeah, walk around telling is, people. I mean, that might be and eliminate people. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably an image for some people in a way. Like I would, like what comes up for me is like more like the yoga mm. uh, person of any gender, but like the yoga yoga girl to kind of play with yeah, the, the yeah. vibes, and they probably are wearing pants that they got from Thailand. And okay, it's on a sunset beach this and it's, good. and it's like, yes, I'm getting rid of all that toxic bullshit in my life and just focusing on like <laughs> me really and my own peace. Really and it's like, that's, that's good. That, I mean, we've, we've been kind of indulging in some of those vibes ourselves this right. retreat and there's a, an aspect of it that's like, okay, just because you think about the Enneagram and talk about with it with your friends or listen to Enneagram podcast doesn't mean that you've like achieved this samsara. Yeah. Yeah enlightenment place. Although I do think enlightenment is a, not a bad thing. I think well, I think, thing I to, think maybe we're this, we sometimes call us certain curious, a project. I, I think I'm gonna be working on that for the rest of my life. Hopefully I, if I had it my way, maybe someday we'll just run out of steam or fuel or interest and it might fizzle, but like it yeah, is, it end. does seem like such a good yeah. life project. And I, I do remember thinking like the logo mace made of like this, rainbow moon i remember there was like a i call it a rainbow moon <laughs> i do remember looking at it two or three years ago in the middle of an episode and i was just like what is it it's a it's a big lesser mercurius it's a big giant ball of things to explore and you just wonder at it and stare at it and talk and think and and <laughs> i wondered if like the work and less certain more curious always to me just means a loosening of the grip. I always just picture clenched hands clenched together. If you, I'm doing this motion, everybody. And I just remember, I just, I just picture relaxed fingers open, holding it a little lighter. Things can go through, but you know, it's like loosening up a little bit. And I, and I think what uh, it'd be interesting if we said really something potentially substantive about the work. Hmm. Well, what I was going to ask you is, this might go, it'd be interesting to hear what you say about this with the concept of essence. Hmm. Cause it hmm. seems like what you were saying, and I could be wrong is that like maybe part of the work is to potentially do less work because your personality is the thing doing the, the heavy quotes, the work hmm. and your essence is just trying to vibe out. And your essence is actually turns out to be pretty cool and decent. Is that, what would you say about that? That's your prompt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, my, my therapist said the phrase, like, relaxing the eyesight. And she was saying something mm. else. But that phrase really stuck with me in terms of, like, you know, a, like a, a little proxy situation or a sand tray mm -hmm. to, to look at this. What we're talking about here is me, like, 
in grad school and trying to figure out how to read these articles and create a research or a yeah a research question and write a thesis and what do I want to say to the academic community about this thing or that thing? And so the whole thing, like for me, needing to create one as a nine to be, to be harmonious within it. Like I, I want to synthesize. I want to draw from a bunch of different places and create something that is synthetic of the whole. Secondly, I want to be seen as important, mm. as knowledgeable, as competent, as admirable. I want to, I want to wow people. Mm. And thirdly, I want to do that through kind of the six mental thing of like, what is this person saying? What's that person saying? Like taking, pinging off everything, creating a resonance. Like if you really, really think of like piano keys, all pinging off different things mm. and like creating like a central mm. Mm. kind yep. of sound. Um, but then with the, the five that wants to drill in and, and reach something kind of finite and small, um, when those are all doing that and it's all what's on the line is my social identity and being having a place of belonging and acceptance and stuff, um, that the vision becomes really strained. Mm. You know, I'm trying mm. to read these things mm. and I'm trying to find other sources and how's that person looking at me as I'm giving this presentation? Do they think I'm full of shit? Do they think I'm wrong? Mm. Um, and, you know, we all have these situations where we're playing out these the the tensions of our personality type um and yeah i do think learning the enneagram is not about attaining some high level of awareness or enlightenment like those the, those are aspects of it mm-hmm. but that thing it, like it's so easy for personality to turn that into the prize that you're striving for and once again you're in the personality like and again, it's like finding language for talking about essence is so hard because you said like essence is trying to vibe out. Essence isn't trying to do anything. Essence is there okay, to be okay. relaxed into. Okay. Like you and I, we, we did some yoga earlier today and we followed along with this person on a laptop mm. that was guiding us in some yoga practices, some very strenuous practices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he kept reminding us like, be gentle, make your limbs or your body parts strong, let your breath, like, pay attention to your breath mm-hmm. as you're stretching your body to certain limits and also be mindful of like how hard you're pushing yourself. This isn't like a suffering competition or mm-hmm. a endurance competition. Like the point of this is to get into awareness of your physical self. Um, because so often we get dissociated into the personality and instincts priorities, whatever they might be. And, and we're living in a fantasy Um, And of course, fantasy is always around us and fantasy is actually a good thing. But to have a foot planted in also just still here. Presence. Reality. Yeah. To to feel the temperature of the wind or air on your skin and to look up just into the sky and like whatever happens to a mind or a, a, a... organic system that's breathing and looking up into the sky Mm. and that Mm. spaciousness and some distance from the, the little harpies, the winged terrors that are flying, squawking around our heads. Like that's, that is a good time to, to have that rest, you know, Mm. harpy means comes from the verb, um, meaning to like seize or snatch you away. 
Ooh, dang. You just created some more vibes there. See, if I ever think you go look back and listen to this. It's I like, think this will be... I, that's uh, nice. That was nice. We'll see. I think I'll be less cringing yeah. listening back to this episode, but you know, mm. we'll always see. Infinite capacity to cringe in myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the work... This is this is this is where I'm sort of medium at right now. I'm like I don't I don't want to work. Mm. I don't I don't want to work in life. Like I don't I don't want to like I'm thinking about capitalism and a nine to five job and all that and and I'm thinking about like wanting things that you Keep do talking. that might create revenue or money to feel fun and to not feel like work and then. To also just have a certain level of self-acceptance to say, this is who I am. Uh, nothing is wrong with it. I think one of the things that um, the, the word work or the word effort or the, the, the illusion of work in the Enneagram conversation in particular, I think, but in any space, would... Um, would imply problematizing things, which is another thing I'm trying to do less of these days. Hmm. So we're saying um, a nine uh, sees all sides. Well, but sometimes you need to see one side. Mm -hmm. So let's make sure you work on that. And it's like, do I need to work on that? I I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Then you become preoccupied with modifying your behavior. And that's what the work becomes is like self-analysis, self-critique, and then you make little adjustments to try to not be as much as what you were. Right. Which in a certain sense, growth does involve self-awareness and responding mm-hmm. to the feedback you're getting. But I think a lot of it is the posture with which it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. you were talking about work a while ago and we're like, I don't want to think about what I'm doing as work. I had a lot of really productive conversations with people in that you know we are involved with in the organization and stuff that you're the director of. And yeah. So it's like you are doing things that you know potentially could be labeled as work, but I think a lot of it is like the 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 story we tell us ourselves about what we're doing, and there is this aspect of it, especially when you like evoke capitalism of like a hegemonic ideology that is being imposed through mm. culture and society mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you're saying work it. is virtuous. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so we need people to buy into work so that they'll continue. Oh, this is so good. Allowing themselves to exist within situations <sighs> and systems that don't benefit them. You're working, right? How, how much, how, how are you doing? How are you working, working hard. Oh yeah. Working, working really hard. Oh good. Good. I'm glad. Now make sure you're working hard. I will also <laughs> in the interest of just like that Scott guy, he, he's a hard worker. <laughs> oh really? That's really cool. <laughs> Glad cool. to know. He's a hard worker. Rate four stars for that guy. A hard worker, not like a not a super hard worker, just a hard worker, but a hard worker. Four stars yeah. for yeah. this man. <laughs> Come back next month for your next review. Um, uh. That's okay. All. Good and valid and important. Let me say one thing about AIM. That's say the it. organization we do, you guys, from Youth Ministries. When you said AIM and work, the first word that came to my mind, and this is just sort of a free association thing, was help. I would say, I, I don't know if that's exactly how I would want it defined, but it's the first word that came to my head so what, for what it's worth. You're not working, you're helping? Yeah. What, yep. Okay. What am I doing? Are you working? No, I'm helping. Hmm. 
Yeah, see, I mean... Just and that a, might be the three-wing two thing. I don't know. Three-wing two, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what I'm able to provide is... A, what do you do all day? I help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also nine, you know, yeah. nine. Six yeah. also, six yeah. superego types wanting to be help. Yeah. Helpful, six-wing seven, wanting to keep it bright. Um, like, that's one difference between you and McKaylee is, like, McKaylee also wants to be helpful, but it's it's not quite as It's light. no big deal. Yeah. It, to McKaylee, it's no... This is what one does. Yeah. It helped... <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I want to be like, I did the dishes, everybody. And people are like, wow, that's great. You did the dishes. That's so nice. And you did them so well and you did them efficiently and you hummed and danced and talked to people while you did the dishes. That was really a, a nice way to do the dishes. And Michaela's like, I did the dishes. We're like, thank you. She's like, don't you thank me. Dishes well, need I mean, to Michaela's also saying is like, and while you were talking with other people, you were a little bit absent-minded and you weren't putting them in the most efficient <laughs> right, right, right. way. So maybe like... I mean, this this is this thing of like, what am I saying here? It it's good. Mm. Here's something I, I want to actually to to take a step back. Something that I want to say is like, in the interest of like self awareness, the narrative that we don't need to work is also very appealing to two nines. You know, uh, there, oh, oh, I know, and there I is know. this aspect of, that. of it that. On the one hand, freedom from capitalistic yeah. work. On the other hand, something that is just an aspect of be- like this is like the self-pres reality is you got to do shit to keep your body moving mm-hmm. and your body alive. You have to feed it. You have to have the resources to feed it and to mm-hmm. keep it sheltered and safe. And uh, I think both you and I as having a nine strategy for working with our self-pres. Like your self-pres is dominant. My self-pres is secondary, but we're both using nine as the strategy to get our self-pres needs met. And a very convenient way of doing that is saying, uh, this like capitalistic system is unjust. We both have nine wing one. So yeah. it's, it's unjust. It's wrong. We shouldn't we made have a value. To, we, we shouldn't have to do this. Yeah. So I kind of am just opting out of needing to like attend to my, like I Bye. shouldn't have to, taking care of self press shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just kind of kind of pout about it. And that's like a, a different <laughs> thing that the nine kind of does is like sits back and then other people come alongside of us are like, well, if you're not going to take care of your self press needs, I guess I'm going to have to. Right. And so then that's, that's like true. this like weird, awkward thing that happens. <laughs> Nines everywhere are both like, Doing a lot of sustaining in their relationships, but also are kind of like cloud babies that everyone else is like accommodating and taking care of. <laughs> cloud babies. Oh, it's so good. Um, I think it's true. But I mean, oh again, you could, you could, the work would say you have to judge that nine shouldn't right, be right, like that. Right. Which, yeah, we should work on being, or maybe we should be attentive towards being more responsible for ourselves or yeah. whatever. But at the same time, it's like, no, we're not just saying that like that's the wrong way to be and what the reason of the Enneagram is just stop doing that stuff yeah. and be better or you know, whatever. Yeah, and where's the better? Where are we going? Yeah, where's yeah. Uh they're all just different typological priorities or uh, uh um preferences. Yeah. I would say everybody we're probably winding down in in one this would be like a cliffhanger, and honestly, maybe this could be the next episode. We don't know everybody what the next episode is going to be, but like maybe it could be these lines to growth. Hmm. Like, what does that mean? Like, what do you, because, because I've heard it called stretch and release. Mm -hmm. Is it growth? And what's the other line? What would we call it? Growth. 
stress stress people say integration disintegration yes you see there's the one i forget who used this it was like vantage and i forget what the other one was uh yeah retreat yeah um but then i i like to think about the personality as a muscle that's a nice analogy okay i mean i think that one works so i think about flexing which is like the stress so nine their stress point would be or their flexing point what the what the nine personality does when it's flexing is it's taking on six ish Okay. Okay. Qualities or patterns or something. And then when the nine personality is relaxed as a muscle, it's a more three ish thing. And we can, and maybe it, we can get into well, that. Well, give me a little taste because now my, my well, you okay. just gave me a little appetizer. Okay. Okay. Oh. Let's, let's try to, let me. Uh, <laughs> what, what would it look like for a nine to be relaxed going to three? Well, so the whole nine thing is if I'm too condensed, too solid, too fixed, mm-hmm. too materialized, mm-hmm. I might bump up against other people and that's a stressful possibility. Ooh, boy. So Ooh, keep myself boy. As, as fog. Ooh, boy. Yep. Love to be fog. And people can come like, just like go right through me. <laughs> yeah. If they, Love if that. they push me, they, their hand goes through me. Yes. Or if I'm in life. the wrong place, since I'm fog, I'm not really too much of an inconvenience. <laughs> that's like full circle in this whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so six is kind of getting manic about that. Yeah. And, and spiraling into flex, like the flexing is about trying to defend one's decision to not be a problem, how stressful and is hard good. it is. This is good. And tiring it is to always be disappearing yes. yourself. Like it is, it's a very sad yeah. way to exist, you know? <laughs> um, and to always be like dissociating from your bodily needs and heart needs and mental needs um, and tr- like trying to eke out a nice experience for yourself somewhere sometime in private. Um, (laughs) And so the three on the other side of that is to just let yourself materialize Ah, single condensed. Like last, last, last retreat, we talked about three is one, one unit. Six is two units and nine is three units. So the nine, three units is like, I'm not even just a me. I'm all of us. Yeah. So whatever all of us want, whatever all of us, is best for all of us. I can kind of go along with that while dragging my heels immensely. And six is going, it's like you or me. So I have to figure out my shit in response to you. Three is just letting the nine condense into this. is This is what I'm am. This is what you get. This is here. I am. Ah, and it's immensely difficult. Wow. Okay. So easy to slide back into the fog. Oh, because especially three, it's difficult because three wants to put on a good performance, wants to get good reviews. As soon as you have put on your performance, now you're susceptible to get reviews. Now you've been exposed, and the six that you can you can go back on the horizontal line back to the sixth place, and suddenly someone might attack you because you've planted yourself somewhere. Oh, man. So nine says, I don't want you to plant me. I'm just going to stay. So that's that. Con- it's like that constant dance. Don't you dare plant me. <laughs> and, and any type <laughs> has my, my. that, that growth <laughs> stress or flex release. My therapist said that to me the other day. It's like, I, I trying to do free association mm-hmm. and he was like, every time we get to where I think uh, a moment is going to happen, 
you like disappear. It's, it's like a disappearing. <laughs> and what I do is, she a, was telling a, you this? yeah, it's like a new free association. I go, da, da, da. I'm going down this path and I go, which reminds me of bop, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh yeah, that, that, that we're going. And then I go, which reminds me of boom. And it's like, boom, it's like you disappear and reappear somewhere else. And I'm trying to locate you. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm over here. And it's like, even that phrase that you said of like trying to plant you, I'm like, don't, don't you dare plant me. No, 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 no. <laughs> But three, that sounds really nice. It's like um, you standing on a stage, the spotlight's on you, which is ultimately what, because the nine has spent so much of their energy and life dissipating for the sake of others, it's like there's such a desperate desire to just be on that stage and to have the light on them and to let them be themselves. But it's so terrifying. Which is why I would probably say, for me as a nine, I'm so, I have such, I have the deepest deepest intrigue and ambivalence about threes threes hmm. captivate and hold my attention like nobody else, which is why you could say maybe Kanye and Don Miller Kanye who are already in the air. And I, w- I want to be like them. I wish. Mm-hmm. And also I judge them. I'm like, you're just going to be a substantive human with opinions, walking around strong and doing your thing. I'm like Don Miller with your big house, yeah. but I want your big house yeah. and you can just get on Instagram and talk like, you know, but I also want to talk like I know, <laughs> you know, it's like, see, and this is like, okay, so let me preface this by saying the, because of the amount of influence Kanye has, what he's been saying is definitively problematic. He yeah. has a lot of influence with people. He ought to be more responsible with his influence and just to call attention to it. A lot of the ways that people respond to what Kanye's doing is less, it seems, it, well, it's not less or more. It's 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 tied in the 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 resistance and outrage and you know right outrage to the problematic things he's using his influence for is also tangled with nines, especially nines and sixes, saying what gives you the right to be yeah. a contens a condensed individual. Yeah. Six yep. is saying I'm always considering another in one way or another. Nine is always saying I'm always seeing this whole picture thing. What gives you the right to just fucking care about your one self and your opinions and your it image. It feels like chum or like piranhas or like, yeah, like I don't know what the hex ads are doing. Maybe the ones are involved in this a little bit, but it's true. Yeah. It's like this triangle is what somehow in some ways keeps the world going. Oh, I it's, mean the triangle is like the elements that yeah. makes up. Yeah. And it's like, I, I picture that it's a very strange thing to observe. It's like beyond the, uh, what, what do I want to say? The responsibility I feel to, to condemn Kanye. Uh, I do right now. Uh, I think it's also interesting just to watch the, uh, what what do I want to say? The self-righteousness. I I, I think, I think something could calmly be talked about as problematic, Mm -hmm. but it's like the publications, everybody is taking a deep pride in the condemning Mm -hmm. and like, look how well we're condemning social signaling, whether someone is social first or not, it is this kind of like, that's a way of putting yourself on the right side of Mm -hmm. the social conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, the collective has decided that Kanye is wrong. Right. Um, which again, lots of things he's saying are deeply, deeply, mm-hmm. deeply, you know, problematic, anti-Semitic, yeah. racist, all these things. Um, 
but again, it's like the work, the work is paying attention to our own responses in light of these sorts of situations and paying more attention to the, the automatic response that curious. take us for a ride. Yeah. I mean, Mace keeps referring to Kanye as, as a God, like not, not in a bad way. Like my, 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 oh, okay. Uh, like a, a Greek God. You know, like a symbol. He, he represents a very particular archetype. Yes. Yeah. And so I think there's something about what you just said about a three standing and being bold and people not knowing what to do with that. Like to say, how dare you? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I mean, maybe Kanye is too controversial. Maybe, maybe we can just say anybody that's standing as a fully realized person. I mean, yeah. I mean, Kanye, Kanye's an example of like a, he's very juicy and people love to like kind of the outrage fixation over what he's doing. We could also look at like a, a Greek God in a good way, like Taylor, you know, Taylor Swift, which right, honestly right, right, with, right, right, with her great mm-hmm. success right now, it's, it is ironic the history she's had with Kanye. Um, and of course, lots of people are here to stand Taylor Swift right now. I think she yeah. has a lot of support, especially after everything she's been through. And uh, I mean, if you don't know the history of this, there was like even more recent beef with Kanye releasing a video of Taylor and mm-hmm. all of this stuff and her like kind of becoming really depressed and feeling like the world has turned against her and feeling canceled and like leaving. And now she like, this is kind of a, a huge success story for her. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people still, there's like the, the people on the other side that are going like, what, she's just another person wanting a bunch of attention and right. like milking the social scene and for all of this, which like, yeah, she, yeah, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, hmm. it, it's, it's not that that like, yeah, maybe there are aspects of that that could be seen as wrong as like, you know, selfish or whatever, but at the same time, like, why do you, why, what's more interesting to think about and to, to look at is not that, Oh, this is this problematic three that's taking up a bunch of space and this white woman or, you know, however you want to problematize it and be like, why, what the Enneagram really offers is why are you so bothered by this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And how can you, like if there is work or transformation to be done, pay attention to your own like response to provocations, sit with that, Mm. breathe with that, see how helpless you are to your own reactivity. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, you'll be a more effective agent of change of good change. If you're more in control or yeah, more in control. More I think we look at being in control as a bad thing as if you're like, have to be trying a whole time. Mm. I don't think it's bad to be in control of yourself. Yeah. Um, you can also be free while being in control, but the more aware you are of the course, your personality is probably about to take when something stressful comes up. Um, the more control and levelness and centeredness and balance you'll have to ride that wave or to jump over the barrel that's rolling towards you or, you know, whatever it is, that's a good thing. If you, if your reactivity is less fiery and it's less, uh, like creating, uh, this is a nine perspective, but like creating problems for other people, then that's a positive, like gift that the Enneagram has given you. Mm. Hmm. Well, if we're winding down with the idea of work, uh, I guess, I guess if we're saying that the episode's titled the Enneagram doing the work question mark, we're saying, uh, there is no clear path to the work 
Uh, I, well, well, th- I don't know if this is what we're saying. Hmm. What, 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 my, what are we might, saying, Scott? I might be saying. What, what might you be or saying, my Scott? takeaway is... Um, I don't know. We were watching that Van Nysdet YouTube <laughs> today, and, and it's like the rules. The, here's how you do the work. It's boiled down to five simple steps. Do this work. Yeah, maybe sometime we could do like a video on him and like get like a, just like a short clip of his voice. I don't know how like yeah. if we're allowed to do that, but yeah. like just to give people an example of like what we're talking about here. We got to research what I think YouTube would be public domain stuff. Maybe I don't know. We'll, well, we'll find we, out. Yeah, we'll find yeah. out. But um, yeah. Here's how you, here are the five steps to do the Enneagram nine work. Do this and you will be changed. Certain outcome that's desirable yeah. and that society is all degree, uh, agree. Right. This is how you're <laughs> supposed to use the Enneagram. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like some sort of tool of obedience or something. But um, I guess I would say let's be curious about what we mean by the work and where the work is taking us and what the end result of the work would be. So this isn't an episode about advocating for a particular type of work, I guess, but it's not necessarily bad to do work. (laughs) Yeah. No. And this is this thing. It's like the self-pres reality that we all have to face is like, yeah, like imposed oppressive work. Mm -hmm. Not it. Right. It also takes work to just be a body that's alive. Like true, you're going to have to do things to sustain yourself. And yeah. it's more a question of do you have the freedom to choose something that's going to sustain you that will also be life-giving in and of itself. Yeah. Like that's really like I mean we look at these people Rick Rubin, he's doing a ton of work. Yeah. But it's also yeah. work that is also art and it's work that's lighting up his life and inspiring him and is also giving something to others. And what I love about this docu Mentory that we watch is he always says, I confuse people because I lay down when I work mm. because when he's working, he's listening. And so his most intense work is when he's listening to someone's music so he can offer feedback. So he lays down, which is a great little image for us of like what work might look like. Yeah. Um, might look like laying down. Might look like laying down. Yeah. Might look like listening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been interesting for me to think about being a grad student, like, Hope I do think that like becoming just a a scholar for my c- career heavy quotes is something that's perhaps in my future down the road for me. Um, and so it's like, okay, like starting to navigate, this might actually be my work. You know, I was mm. like a, an intern for a while. I was a receptionist for a while. Those were fulfilling in certain ways, but it's like, this doesn't feel like capital M my work, right. or like a calling of mine. Ooh. This feels more like a calling. And so it is that once you found a calling, the, the, the big question is the, the balance between work and play or work and art. Mm-hmm. And like, there is going to be a degree of like to do this work that this playing with ideas of the ancient past and anthropology and meaning making and symbolism and science and all these things like, I need to be funded because I need, Yeah, you know, we it's can say, how it we can say money's bad, but it's also like fucking got money. So yeah. what are you going to do about it? So I have to get money. I have to apply for these grants. <laughs> that's, that's work. I have to sell myself. That's hard work. Yeah. At the same time, hopefully, ideally you find yourself in a situation where the art you can create out of being funded makes it worth it. Yeah. You know, makes yeah. it, it's the payback is greater. And so you do some work and then you get to play and you get to create and you get mm. to do art. And it's like, that's so hard to do 
with the conditions of the world being what they are, but it's like the other option is just to toil. Yeah, toil, putz around, move some little bits. Dissociate, of really? Yeah, yeah. It's like you you have to dissociate if that's what you choose or what mm-hmm. where you're at. Really, I don't want like a lot of us don't have agency, which is another problematic part. Like, just want to acknowledge you and I have a great deal of privilege being able to like theorize about this stuff. Totally. Um, but at the same time, I think there's small baby steps opportunities for everyone to to spend a little bit more time of their lives in something that's playful or artistic, or if you know, you don't have to see yourself as a creative artistic type to have some, to bring something away from this. What, what is it that inspires you that feels good to do Mm. just for the sake of doing it? Mm. And what's a way that you can pull that closer to, kind of a self-prezzy awareness. I mean, it does, it does, this is like, oh, the one wing coming in and having to turn it into a lesson, but it is this thing of like, I think everyone can figure out small ways, baby steps towards turning their passion into something that sustains them. I would hope. Well, to quote Daniel, I mean, you say most people are wet for lessons. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> turn it into a lesson. Turn it There's into a, a listener. Lesson. This is the, as close as we're going to get to landing the plane. Yeah, the plane. It's like when you were like trying to touch it. What was it? Touchdown in Ireland? Yeah, yeah. And right. And you had to like, yeah, it was, like stormy and the plane goes, whoop, I'm just kidding. Yep, it did. It was one of the, everybody, it was one of the weirdest experiences of my life. I, I've never had it happen before, but the plane was just about to land. And just as it was about to land, it took back off because it got caught by a giant gust of wind. Oh, so scary. And it was so disorienting. I was oh. like, I was like, oh boy. You could die in a tube in the sky. Yeah, like and they were crazy. like, it took about another thirty minutes to circle around and land again. But I'd never, I didn't know that happened. So I was like, Oh, you were just are, are we being hijacked or like what is oh this? Oh my gosh! You know, yeah, I saw this amazing uh, reel or TikTok or something where this like person was playing a flight simulator. Like yeah. there's these flight simulators, it's VR or whatever, and you can like people get really into learning the actual controls of how a plane works and then they fly around Mm. and stuff. And so this person was doing a voiceover on this like flight simulator and this like coming in for a landing on this Island. And the guy was so hilarious. They were like, guy, ladies and gentlemen, I don't, I don't fucking know what you're doing on this plane. Like looking at this runway, it's obviously way too short for a plane of this size and our speed. Like, good luck. We might all die here. Um, but (laughs) we'll just like jump into the water and swim for your life. It was really funny. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> that's it. That's, that, would be, that would be the opening of a No Small Thing episode. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to land this We're not going to land the plane. The, the runway's too short. <laughs> the runway's too short. Also, like... We're going to pretend to land five to six times this episode and take back off and really <laughs> frustrate the hell out of you. <laughs> uh, um, well, we did it, everybody. The work. We did it. We, we did the work. We did the work. Period, not question mark. <laughs> Um, next episode, everybody, it might be stress and health. That's, that's a, that's a maybe we'll that's see. Maybe. We'll have to ponder it for a while. We're going to give us some time. We're going to go to the drawing board. We don't know where the drawing board is, but we're going to go to it somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. At and least in- we're not going to go back because we haven't been at the drawing board. We're just no, no, we, we didn't draw anything up to prior to this. Board. We had some Greek food. <laughs> we... <laughs> talked about various things for Did you say some wheat life. food? Some Greek food. Oh, Greek food. <laughs> they said wheat. Some wheat. <laughs> we had some good wheat food. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we did have pita. Was that wheat? Um okay, yeah, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to the drawing There's board. also gonna be an interesting temporal shift where we'll probably like what time? Like we're gonna record the next episode tomorrow. In probably. the morning. In the morning. It'll this probably is the be the evening. Co- is it gonna be coffee vibes? Coffee vibes. 
Oh, that'll be nice. A little bit of a medium scratchy voice waking up yeah. energy. I think that will come across over the microphones. I think, see, that'll be a nice other vibe. Yeah. We can maybe talk about what we've had for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll probably spend 30 minutes doing that before we get into the... Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we're back. We're talking about the Enneagram. Uh, we don't know quite what we're saying because we're less certain we're curious, but we hope this was fun. Hope, hopefully, this has been a fun conversation. If you're the right, if if you were the type of person that enjoyed this, hopefully it felt like warming your hands next to a warm fire. And here's what I'll say. I'll mm. say, I think for a while I was kind of, again, just manically teacher mode with the Enneagram, trying to hold it more lightly, trying to get back into running this Instagram account because I really did enjoy, I do enjoy interacting with folks. I'm also... I drive like three, sometimes four hours a day Oof. on the way back to grad school. I've got a lot of reading. I have very limited attention and energy. Mm-hmm. So I do want to hear from everyone, and I would love to hear people's thoughts on all this. Also, no, I might not respond to you, um, or I might just heart the message or be like, hey, that was interesting. I do, like, my vision for what we're doing here is to kind of get into an ongoing conversation with, like, the folks that really want to talk about this with us. Love it. And to, like, you know, prompt us ideas, things you want to hear us talk about. Give us your hot takes. We'll probably respond. Like, I would love that to be the thing. Um, But also, like, two nines. Ah. disappearing into the fog. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and a, and a busy, stressed-out uh, academic nine right now. It's a busy, stressed-out. Hopefully becoming less stressed-out as time yeah. goes on. Like, I am trying to find ways to become more spacious with the way I'm approaching this. But it is, like, it's a big endeavor um, that I'm on right now, and it takes a lot of attention and adjustment and effort and exertion, and nines get tired. <laughs> nines get tired. Nines get real tired. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Good night, and we'll see you in the morning. But in terms of no small thing space, we'll see you next week. Yeah. But for us, it'll be tomorrow. Good night. Good night. Stuff.